0: You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 86. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenbloom. Today and every Tuesday, I'm going to coach you and teach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through your binges, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back today we're going to talk about how to get over the hump and I will explain exactly what I mean. Now this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group, a coaching group that will help you pursue the goals of ending your emotional eating, losing your extra weight, and bringing more happiness into your life. With me as your coach and a beautiful group of women, just like you for support and accountability. So check the show notes for more information on the Freedom Group. So back to our subject for today, getting over the hump the hump of change. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached about change. Let's begin. Here's what we're going to cover today. We're going to talk about exactly what I mean by this expression, if you've never heard it before, getting over the hump and how it applies to you losing weight and changing the way you eat. We'll talk about why it's so uncomfortable, but why it's so worth doing and how to do it the wrong way and the right way, And last, the biggest tool you can use right away today to move to your next level of change and get over that hump. Let's dive right in. What is the hump that I'm talking about and how does it apply to you losing weight and changing your eating? Traditionally, getting over the hump typically means getting through the work week. Monday through Friday, and Wednesday is always usually known as the hump day, the middle of the week. There are even bars and restaurants that advertise hump day specials to kind of reward yourself for getting halfway through the hard stuff. It signifies that you're halfway there and that the rest will be easier and that you can mentally know that you've gotten over the hardest part of your week. Now in weight loss, we think of the hump and getting over it as the point where you come up against your old habits, habits that give you results that you really don't want. And this is the point where the old habits collide with the new habits that you want to acquire. For example, when you want to stop eating when you're no longer hungry and you're eating food that's good and that you really like and you're enjoying, that challenge point for you, that hump is knowing when you're not hungry and still having food left and stopping your eating and leaving that extra food. That is the hump to get over when you want to change how much food you eat. Your brain doesn't want you to stop eating. It's not trying to sabotage you, but you get pleasure from eating good food. So your brain is going to encourage you to keep eating, keep doing what you've always done even if it means overeating. The only way to change this is to get over this hump and not do what you usually do, and then do that again and again and again, until the urge to do it lessens. And one day you stop and believe it or not, it becomes just not a really big deal. But you have to get over the hump of tremendous discomfort not doing something that you really in the moment want to do. It doesn't mean it's not doable. It's absolutely doable. And the way that you look at it really determines how hard it is for you. But I don't want to pull any punches with you. It can be very uncomfortable. This discomfort of wanting to do something and not doing it, that's the discomfort I'm talking about. So why is getting over doing what feels natural so uncomfortable? Well, all change is uncomfortable because psychologically you're in a habit. You're doing something that becomes very automatic. That means that it doesn't take a lot of thought. Everything we do does take thought, but when you do something on autopilot, The thought is so quick and so fleeting that it's hard to even notice that you thought about it before you did it. It feels like it just happens. It's very easy to do these kind of habits and it's hard to not do them. So it's uncomfortable because you are defying your lower brain. Your lower brain's goal, remember, is to keep you efficient in your actions and even in your thoughts. Your lower brain keeps you doing and thinking and feeling what you've always done and thought and felt. If you're in the habit of sitting down to a meal and cleaning your plates and not even realizing what you're doing until you're done, until you're overly full, if you've done that, then your lower brain gets the idea that you need to keep doing this. In fact, your lower brain can actually trick you into feeling like you need to do this to survive. When you decide that you want to drop some extra weight, what you want to do is stop finishing your food and overriding your body's signals of being satisfied. That's what you're used to doing. You're used to feeling no longer hungry, but continuing eating. And what you want to do is stop that pattern. This makes sense, right? But your lower brain thinks this is wrong. It thinks you need that food. It thinks that it's actually life or death. So it's going to create a really strong drive, a strong craving that you will feel pushed to keep eating and finish your food. And this can happen very quickly and very unobtrusively where you're not even aware of what you're doing. Your lower brain does not know that you don't need that much food to survive. It's just acting the way you've trained it to keep doing what you've always done. So when you suddenly stop that forward motion of this brain habit, you're going to crash into that strong survival drive. That is what is very uncomfortable, as it should be, right? Because if the job of your lower brain is to keep you alive, then the discomfort you feel when you go against it, it needs to be very strong, but it is very worth it to not give in to this programmed order to keep eating and instead to defy your lower brain and stop when your body says enough. It's so worth getting over that discomfort because on the other side of the discomfort is what you truly want, a new habit less food, not eating food that your body doesn't need, and not carrying around weight that you don't need, and more pride in being able to manage your mind and control your urges. You can't get from where you are, constantly feeding and strengthening habits that you don't want, to your goal of eating like a natural eater, simply or easily. I take that back. You can do it simply, but it may not always feel easy. Once you get practicing it, though, it will be. You need to get over the hump of discomfort of not responding to your desires to keep eating. I want you to make a decision to be willing to be uncomfortable. It's brief, but I want you to go into it knowing that you can handle being uncomfortable because when you can do this over and over, then you're laying the groundwork for you to become a person who eats when you're hungry and stops when the hunger is gone and doesn't feel deprived. It's worth it because the only way out of a habit is to allow it to come up and call to you and for you to peacefully not respond and to not be upset that the habit's coming up, but to just note it unemotionally and let it go. Now, this premise is very similar to the work that I do with Katherine Hansen in learning to dismiss the urges you may have experienced. Urges to binge, urges to overeat, urges to do anything that are not particularly helpful to you in your life. All of our habits are similar to urges to binge or the habit of eating when you feel an uncomfortable emotion, because they're all simply pathways in your brain. These pathways make following the habit very easy. But sadly, these habits are not what you want to keep doing. What stands between you and the habit is discomfort until you get over that hump. And then not doing that thing, whatever your habit is, will be easier, whether it's finishing your plate or the habit of just grabbing a handful of food if you see other people eating and it looks good. On the other side of the discomfort of not doing what you've always done, guess what? That's where comfort lies. Our example was stopping eating when you still had good tasting food left, right? And after a while, this habit will extinguish itself after you've gotten through discomfort. In doing this and retraining your brain and creating a new pathway, there's a wrong way to do it and there's a right way to do it. So how do you get over the hump of discomfort to achieve your weight loss and eating goals? Here's the wrong way. You power through it. You gather all your strength and willpower and you push and you grunt and you keep your head down and you be tough. You don't give in even when you're exhausted. You fight with all your might. This does not work. First, when you put all that tough energy into something, it's tinged with negative emotion. It feels like a fight. You're trying to use negative emotion to force yourself to do something. And if you've ever tried to teach a child how to do something using strictness and punishment, you know it doesn't work. Even with pets, treats and rewards work better than punishment. When you have strong emotions, you are further wiring this habit that you don't want into your brain. So force is the wrong way to get over the hump of discomfort of doing something differently than you've always done. Well, what's the right way? The right way is more something that you're seeing instead of doing. It's seeing what's happening and then not doing what you usually do. Seeing that your lower brain is giving you a suggestion only because it thinks that's what you want to do. It's a suggestion, not an order. It's not a command. And so more important than doing something or not doing something in this case is seeing it differently. Seeing it from a perspective of observing yourself as a person Who wants to do that habit? It feels compelling. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. You have a strong pathway in your brain that you inadvertently created to help yourself be more efficient. Now you no longer need it. And this is what I want you to see. I want you to know that that's all that's happening to you. So you need to approach the habit that you want to stop doing with peace and objectivity and compassion nothing is wrong. It's just a pathway in your brain. So what can you do when you're at that intersection of what you've always done and what you really want to do? Well, you can step back and as I said, see what's happening. Take a pause and see your brain pushing you to do what you've always done. See that there is no malice there nothing is trying to hurt you or cause you to fail. And you're not trying to hurt yourself and you're not sabotaging yourself. It's just a pathway that you no longer want. And once you can step back and see this, then you don't have to get upset about it. You can remain neutral about it. You can remain emotionally neutral, and you can decide not to take your brain up on the suggestion to do the habit. And here is the mindset for making this happen. I want you to look for opportunities to hit that wall of habit and to be uncomfortable and not respond to your lower brain's suggestion to keep going. I want you to walk toward these situations and look at them as valuable opportunities to practice. Get excited. That this has come up and now you can see what's happening and let these urges come and go. You don't have to get upset. In fact, you don't want to get upset, but you need to be willing to experience the discomfort of not doing what you're used to doing. And when you've done this over and over, eventually your brain will get the message and stop offering you the suggestion, to do your old habit. And that is when you will officially be over the hump. So here's what I want you to focus on this week. I want you to seek out a situation. Yes, seek it out. Don't avoid it. Don't keep your fingers crossed that nothing will come up. Seek out a situation where you know you will be challenged by an eating habit you have that you wish you didn't. And instead of dreading it, look for it as an opportunity to practice and know that each time you let that urge go to keep doing what you've always done, and you welcome looking it in the eye, you are one step closer to getting over the discomfort of not doing what you've always done. And you will be on your way to a new habit, one of listening to your body for guidance on how much to eat instead of a useless old brain pathway. That's it for this subject in our coaching session today. You know what you're going to think about and focus on this week. Before you go, I just want to remind you to check the show notes. In them I tell you about all the different ways you can work with me, whether it be my Freedom Group for Emotional Leading and Weight Loss, or the Brain of a Binge group that I do with Katherine Hansen. There are several ways in which we can connect. So take a peek over there. And don't forget, especially if you're a new listener, to grab a free downloadable copy of my full length book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. It's available in a hard copy on Amazon, but as my listener, the downloadable version is totally free for you. I do hope to see you back here next week, where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and binge eating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do. We both know that is your goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.